Hey, it's Molly. And Shannon. And you're listening to the Mediocre Expectations Podcast, Episode 3. All right, so what are we talking about today, Shannon? Today we're going to be talking about our favorite TV shows and their significance in our lives. Yes, so um, do you want to just start off by maybe like naming our top three? Sure. Uh, If you have that prepared, I'm willing to go first. (laughs) I'm sweating. Yeah, you can go. (laughs) I'm sweating. Um, So in terms of overall TV shows, my top three, um, my number one is Mad Men. My number two is, I'd say, um, The West Wing, probably. And then number three is Breaking Bad. I can kind of reorder those a little bit, but I'd say in terms of like, narrative style impact on me like quality of the television show as opposed to just focusing solely on comedies because I could list I'd say like number four is maybe like 30 rock or something like that so speaking to those ideas of narrative and content and quality can you explain a little bit more why those shows are your three favorites yeah sure um I'd say definitely from like first the um being like in the film major Um, at school, I've done a lot of film studies and I work for a TV show. So I think I have just an appreciation for the script, the production design, um, and the narrative arc of a show. And I think the West Wing, first of all, obviously it's a political show. So, um, it kind of trailblazed the fact that it was like primetime television and that they still kind of had a bit of a beginning and end in mind. They didn't over, I'm really into not over exhausting a storyline and finding different, narrative arcs just to keep a show alive I Mm -hmm. what I love about like 2018 one of the few things I love about 2018 um is that um shows set out with a beginning and end um so even though something like Game of Thrones which is one of my top 10 um has definitely been a lot more commercialized and like they're like postponing all the series, like the new seasons coming out just to really heighten the drama, they still know when to stop. Um, So I think that's a big thing. So in terms of like Breaking Bad, their storyline, Mad Men, their storyline, sure, there are dips somewhere in the middle of both, but the acting, the scripts, and Mad Men being number one for me because not only do they nail the characters and do I like love advertising and have an admiration for it, but the costumes, the sets, like – it's incredible. You see like production design pictures from set and you're like, holy shit. Like it's just, it's so well done. Um, And then the West Wing just being kind of one of the um, cornerstone shows for political junkies is also a favorite of mine. Yeah. And funny, I have not only watched part of one of those shows. I started watching the West Wing. Everyone, no need to come at me. Uh, I really like it. I love Martin Sheen. Um, But I think that, yeah, the interest level and costume design, and 
I agree that like in terms of narratives and shows that things where they just keep like for example Gossip Girl is a great <laughs> is a, a great show to talk about them just like spinning that drama just to yeah. keep on keep on trucking though I do love that I love trash TV like let's get one thing straight <laughs> there's also I that think trash I, category yeah I think I have an appreciation for all TV because you have to go into it as like an active audience member knowing what kind of media you're consuming yeah it's like I'm signing I'm signing up for this experience I'm signing up to watch The Bachelor with all of my apartment mates and just <laughs> trashing it and it's great it's just it's an enta- entertainment value it's an escape um and you just need to know what you're consuming yeah I think my top three favorite shows are probably Parks and Rec, This Is Us, and then Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> and interesting <laughs> Parks and Rec because like before I had watched it, everyone was like, oh my gosh, Shannon, like you're Leslie Nope. And I was like, oh, like, ha And then I watched it and I was like, oh my God, like, yes, mm-hmm. I am yeah. Leslie Nope. But it's just the – I – really strongly feel that local government is where it's at and that people neglect mm. it and I just love the obviously it's a comedy and it's an exaggeration but damn like the woman that drinks the water from the fountain and it's like hey I got a I got a disease from this and you said not to drink it but I did it anyways like that is a small town like politics and government and just like weirdos and I love it so much it's really not that far from the truth and then I I would definitely agree with that too um if anyone knows me they know that I grew up in um, a local political household so I've seen I've seen a lot of it I've heard a lot of it um and I definitely agree with the drinking of the fountain water (laughs) and just like the cast is amazing and it really makes me laugh and I can watch it whenever and I'm like yeah like I feel good um and then this is us because oh my god that show is so well done it's so I think you know I saw it well I was abroad yes I was abroad but (laughs) take a shot if you've been abroad Both or, of us take shots. Or rather Let's when someone about it again. when someone mentions that they went abroad for something that doesn't matter like this. But while I was abroad Such, both of us. <laughs> I was I had strep throat and I was like confined to my room and I started watching This Is Us and oh my god, I I like don't cry a lot and I don't cry a lot or I like never cry watching things. But I yeah. watched the first season of This Is Us and I was bawling I was crying so hard because you know I am not I don't have adopted children I'm not like a 30 something year old person who's trying to have a baby either but it's crafted so well and just like the themes you really feel it you know I'm I'm a 21 year old woman and I really feel that show and they continue to reach expectations and smash through uh convention i don't know it's just wild and also like you were saying with outfits and stuff the because they flash mm. forward and flash back so they make mandy moore look really old and like come yeah. on that's pretty good no i'll tell you what i'll tell you what now um my mother is very very impressed with the <laughs> prosthetics and makeup on mandy moore when she ages um but i would definitely agree with you i think what's impressive is of course, they're a network show, so their budget's pretty good, yeah. but they're, they're not a Netflix series. They don't have that time. They don't have the same budget um, that other programs do, I'm assuming. So the fact that they're really committed to the PD and stuff like that, 
um, is great. And I do think the show is awesome. And they've done a fairly good job of continuing the show, keeping the level of drama without like really pushing yeah. it. My only my only qualms are that the fact that they created a brother for Jack just to like continue Mila Ventimiglia's storyline. I'm like, just give it a rest. <laughs> and also every episode is so dramatic. Like, it, yeah. I am fully I'm fully into it. I'm invested. It like Honestly, it affects me every time. But when you think about it, you're like, oh, my God, like, who's going to have a breakdown next? Like, who's about to have, like, a nervous breakdown? It just, like, you're like, when does it stop? Like, when's there, like, a normal day in this house? Because, like, you know, we all just have mundane days once in a yeah, while. Yeah. But apparently they, apparently they don't and everything's dramatic. True. But um, then – and yeah, No, sure. but <laughs> – but that's why, like, it's, like, that show and then Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt because Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is the – is just an absurdist piece of absolutely amazing comedy, like, quick. Um, you know, the references are just, like, – you really have to pay attention. Yeah. And I think that the, like, Kimmy's uh, – for those of you who don't know the show, it uh, follows Kimmy Schmidt – who was trapped in a bunker <laughs> by John Ham? She was trapped in a bunker by John. Yeah, Hamm. by handsome John Ham, who was a cult leader, um, and she was there since like the '90s. So she hasn't kept up with culture or anything. So she's really mm-hmm. like a relic of the '90s, and she's just living out and about in New York City. So she has like her naivete is just the lens that she goes into everything with is so refreshing it's very nope like yeah yeah <laughs> she's just very like hype all the time and there's definitely a theme there. yeah exactly when i like idealism <laughs> <laughs> when shannon's idealistic and i'm like give me break <laughs> um i also would like honorable mention when you said the um, two things here, when you said the quick jokes, Gilmore Girls for me is an incredible honor- honorable mm-hmm. mention. I watched that a little bit growing up. And then in retrospect, I watched it before the new um, like current kind of season thing came out, the special. Um, and it's just such a coming of age show. And I watch it with cl- people make fun of me, by the way, because my Netflix watching habits include me watching things with closed captions mm-hmm. on. Um which people are not people. I mean, a lot of people in my life are angry about this. Um, But it started with Gilmore Girls because I could not understand them. And it's a common joke that like their jokes are so quick that you need to like read them to catch up. So that's just become a habit of mine. Um, But it's funny that you mentioned Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. That's one of the things that kind of brought us more together as friends, just because that show and the characters within are so fantastic. But the fact that, like, have you seen 30 Rock? I've seen some episodes. I haven't seen all. Like, I love Liz Lemon. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, Tina Fey, like, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is a brainchild of Tina Fey. Um, and it's kind of just like a joining of different characters, like Kimmy Schmidt's character. Is it, it's Ellie Kemper, yeah, yeah. right? Um, yeah, like she's coming from The Office. Like there's just a few different creative mm-hmm. minds that come together to make that show. And um, 30 Rock coming before that with Alec Baldwin and Tina Fey. Um, de- you definitely would enjoy that as well because it's the same. It's just the same ridiculous humor. It's like the setting and the context of the show doesn't matter as much. It's more like a vehicle for the joke yes. delivery. That's how I feel about it. And 
that's a, a really important point, though, that you bring up. You know, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt has been like a big part of our friendship. Um, and I think it's so – I love when people recommend things to me because, one, it means that it means a lot to them. Um, and, you know, a TV show is a TV show, but there's some level of, you know, emotional attachment to things that you share with people, you know, books, movies, etc. And mm-hmm. that's someone – I know this is like – deep like emotional woman thing whatever but like no it's a normal person but, thing. no but like when people share things with me I'm like wow thank you for like opening up thinking that of and that's why it's so annoying when you like share something with someone and they either don't like listen to it or look at it or whatever and like obviously there's you know people are busy I get it but no 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 we all have 24 hours in a day. I like, do not. This is, I'm just like holding back right now because this is one of my biggest. Bust it open. <laughs> I will all bust and spread open. <laughs> this is one of my biggest frustration areas. I don't, I don't expect people to make a ton of time for like my recommendations. I'm not expecting you to binge a seven, 20 episode season show. <laughs> For me, but um, when I I seek out recommendations from other people that I respect and I really like enjoy their personalities, so I make time to like watch the things that they recommend to me, and I always check in with them, and I like talking about the shows because, like you said, it's a way of connecting, it's a way of like bonding on another level and sharing something with another person, um, and because I'm an English major and I like film and stuff, like this is it for me, like books and television, like this is how I bond with others. Um, So even if I have like request of a friend to listen to one song that I recommend Mm -hmm. and they just like don't do it, it's so annoying. Like I don't expect it all the time. I'm not battering people with like, oh, you need to watch this film. You need to watch this show. But like I've had so many relationships with people where like I have taken and sought out recommendations from them. And like I've watched like seven shows they've recommended and I'm like, hey, can you watch like 20 minutes of this episode of like one show that I think you'd like? And they just don't. And I'm like, all right, like relax. Yeah, because it's frustrating that – well, because it's there's a level of thoughtfulness in being like I saw this content and thought you would like this content. Like I'm not just like I like this and now you should like this. Like it's like I liked this. I think you would like this because I know you and – um, yeah. It's like giving a good gift. It's like it shows yeah. you know someone. I'll be the first to know? admit too that I am 100% super annoying because I said I am the person that sends out like the 14 plus minute YouTube video and then you groan because you're like, ah. You actually did that to me two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Which like quick preview because uh, I sent this – I sent this to Jill and Molly but that Justin Bieber – burrito picture is fake and I just think that's wild and we're so easily manipulated on the internet because Mm -hmm. also sure like maybe if you like look at it like a little longer like wait a minute like that might not be Justin Bieber but it doesn't matter that it's not Justin Bieber because you want to believe that it's Justin Bieber you know it's if anyone has taken any of my courses at Girl State you will know that you have to be an active participant in your media 
Yeah. And you have to be an aware consumer and not buy into everything that you're seeing online. And I remember seeing that very quickly online at some point. Like I don't, I didn't see the picture of Justin Bieber eating a burrito sideways, and I wasn't like, "Oh my god, geez." But um, I remember seeing it, and I remember immediately seeing it and being like, "Oh, Justin Bieber, what are you doing?" And that was it. And then the fact that it was just a lookalike and it was a stage hoax, I'm like, I'm so dumb. Like I'm literally not even practicing what I preach. I'm a dumb dumb, and like that's that. <laughs> But, like, at the same time, uh, it's the level of, like, you know what? I wanted to believe that today, so I will believe that today. <laughs> um, I think the same goes for I've, – I've seen a lot of um, Shane, Dawson, Shane Dawson doing his specials on different YouTubers and different public figures. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen – I've had a lot of friends that have watched it. I've watched a couple episodes. But I've also seen quite a few YouTubers that I frequently watch and I, like, trust – they have kind of shaded him a little bit because he'll take one interview or one series with a person um, and split it up among like eight episodes. And it's, mm-hmm. it's really like, I know that his interests are genuine at a certain point, but like you do not need to figure out someone's a sociopath, bring in a therapist that's like on YouTube and like create like 50 minute episodes of each single thing like when you can condense it you're doing it for sponsorships you're doing it for views you're doing it for drama um and it's just like it's so frustrating I just like I think there's something to be valued about being concise and also like expressing yourself at the same time if that makes sense yeah and uh I will I don't want to censor his name because I just don't I just want to talk about Jake Jake, I don't know how to like an asterisk jerk, in real life. <laughs> yeah, jerk, jerk pool. <laughs> and it's not like I really like. I just don't care about him, and like I just hate that everyone keeps talking about him because like that's the whole point. But jerk pool, like the whole. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I watched the whole series. Yes, I did. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just no, but like it was. It was bad. Like, it just wasn't a good series. Like, honestly, his Tana series wasn't that great either. I think, well, because the problem is that, like, Shane is not a journalist. He is a YouTuber. And, like, also, he's, like, he says he's an empath. And, like, yeah, okay. But, like, you're not – these aren't – you're not asking objective questions. You're just kind of, like, oh, my God. Like, how – you're leading questions and you're just trying to, like, really leave it vague enough for people to be, like – oh, maybe he's associate. Like, it just, like, answers no questions. And it's not, like, you're not doing the proper analytics to, like, figure out yes and no's of things. It's really, really subjective. I think as well that, so within that series, here's an important point. Within that series, though, Shane does call Jake out on the fact that Jake is constantly, like, advertising his own merch within um his videos like I think that nerd city talks about this but it's like more than 50% of his videos like within a video more than 50% of the content within the video is him saying like buy my merch and Jake knows that his audience is 8 to 16 and Shane was like that's manipulation like children are going to they look up to you and they'll buy what you tell them to buy and 
he's like, no, I don't think it's manipulation. Like my audience isn't dumb. And it's like, no, it's not that they're dumb. It's just that they're like eight years old and like they like you and you keep telling them to buy these things. So they're going to buy them. Like you have a, people just don't recognize the responsibility that they have or cho- or rather that they choose to ignore the responsibility that they have. Yeah. And I think I definitely don't want to get into this that much more because like I just detest yeah. it. But Lele Pons is the same way. She was a former Viner and now um, she markets her online presence and YouTube presence to very young kids and makes really, really watered down stupid stupid videos that are like the first day at college and she'll hire actors that are like 30 years Mm -hmm. old she doesn't even have like any kind of narrative or script and they're just like do i i don't like endorse people continuing to watch her videos but like she makes content that is so geared towards children and like relatable that's really so like brainless and it just hurts because i'm like you're influencing such a small group of kids like a small, like, yeah. young age group. That's the word small. Um, in age. <laughs> you're, you're influencing small children. Um, and you're taking advantage of that. And when she's capable of making much better content, but she chooses to, like, rely on, like, on, like, physical comedy and, like, just really, really um, storylines that hold mm-hmm. no water to make it interesting. It's just absurd and, like, very weird. It- On that idea too, though, speaking about like content and making content, making content is like difficult in all arenas. It takes a lot to like put things together, et cetera. Um, And, but like their stuff is so like lowbrow. It's just like terrible. Like they're really not trying. Um, But shifting out of that conversation into just discussing content and why it's so important to support your friends' content. And I know that's coming from the mm-hmm. two of us as we were making this podcast and forcing people <laughs> to listen to it. <laughs> please, please, please like our podcast. Please rate our podcast on iTunes. We don't even have a rating yet because enough people have Because I think it. I'm the only one that's rated it. <laughs> I honestly don't even think I've rated it yet. So I'll get to that after this. But yes, um, this is another big thing of mine because I'm actively making a lot of content via my profession. Um, But like, so for me specifically, um, I, my career goals and academic goals have a lot with creating content. Um, So whether that's writing blog posts Um, creating videos for the TV show that I produce, um, writing articles. I think I already said that, but (laughs) you know, podcast. but there are a lot of things that I put out into the world that needs validation from others in order for me to continue my creative pursuits and like my career goals. Um, and I hate to sound so like vapid in 2018 where it's like, I really don't think that your like on my social media, that like your um, comment on my Instagram has that much weight and it should not affect me socially. And I definitely don't really believe in that kind of stuff. I've deactivated my Instagram several times because I'm like, this is so dumb. Like Instagram is my least favorite form of social media. I prefer shooting my garbage tweets into the Twitter (laughs) sphere and having no approval of them because that satisfies me the most. Um, But more specifically, like when I'm posting blog stuff or when I'm promoting articles that I'm writing or videos that I'm posting, 
um, getting likes and shares from my friends isn't expected, but it is really helpful. Um, and it is validating because I do the same for my friends. And I really, I should be focusing more on the people that are helping me and are endorsing the stuff that I put out there. Um, and are just like endorsing me on LinkedIn, but (laughs) (laughs) please endorse in LinkedIn. (laughs) But I think it's, I think it's important to think about because some people's livelihoods and some people's like jobs depend on it. And like, I'm not like trying to make ends meet here, but it is fueling a lot of like my passion, a lot of my goals. Um, so when people, when I have friends that are like talking about our, when I have a few friends that are talking about our podcast and stuff, um, it's like very, it's still important to us that people are subscribing and like listening to it. Um, and it, it helps us out like in terms of passion, it's a reward. We just like creating content and we like doing it together. Um, and yeah, that's my Yeah. No, I, yes. Number one, I really want to say thank you to anyone that is now listening to episode three, uh, because that really means you're a big fan or that you're being tied to a chair and made to listen to this because some foreign nation has decided that it was perfect torture. <laughs> oh, that is ear, the, the waterboarding of the ears. <laughs> it's self-roast, but... No, but I think that there's no obligation for anyone to listen to everything or yes, we're talking about the podcast, but I mean, in general, like you don't have to look at everyone's art, every single piece of art that they make or uh, every single tweet that they put out. Like there's no obligation to do that. But like, remember to just like show your friends a little love. Like when you hear that they like wrote when they're like, wow, like I wrote a really cool paper, ask them, you know, if you can read it and you know, let them know your favorite parts of it. I just think that everyone, you know, I don't think it's va- Molly said she felt vapid, but I don't think that's that's it. I think that everyone likes validation and it's nice because sometimes, you know, you want to hear from your the people that you care about most that they actually like the things that you're putting out because it really is back to the idea of just like everything is just a shout into the void everything we do is a shout into the void and hearing someone yell back that's nice like that's really nice i'll always yell back um (laughs) yeah and i don't always yak back i'll always yak back plug follow subscribe um (laughs) yeah and i i have a friend um when when i was abroad uh (laughs) I have this friend, Julie, and she is also a listener of her podcast. So what's up, Julie? Um, And she is – she writes unreal poetry. Um, Which Molly has shared with me, and I really like them. And see, that's just like you get another – more readership, I guess, is the word. And and it's not me being like, oh, I'm friends with her, so I like it. It's like genuinely she is very good at what she does, um, and she pumps out content constantly and she just keeps writing which has inspired me to continue writing more um whether it's short stories or creative writing and stuff like that and just like keeping up with my own journaling but like she's so good and she just puts she will put her content content out on twitter she'll do like poetry challenges and just like tweet out her stuff um and not expecting anything back but like i always read it i always enjoy it and i'm like i wish more people would give her that validation to continue to kind of fuel her soul fire if you will (laughs) ah yes be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire um Speaking of waterboarding of the ears, 
Um, <laughs> something that's been on my mind recently is ASMR. Um, oh, yes. I don't really know what there is to say about ASMR. Listen, I really don't. One, I don't under – I do not – I genuinely don't like ASMR. I just think it's really weird. I Like it, it makes me uncomfortable. But I did just order a new mic, a new Yeti mic from a man in uh, Pennsylvania. Shout out. His name is Sean, I think. I, he said he'd listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh, his name is Sean, I think. <laughs> But also, I don't know, maybe I'm supposed to conceal his identity. <laughs> Who knows? That was a pretty vague one. Like, I'm Molly and I live in Massachusetts, you know. I think there's a few of us. Um, <laughs> a few of our breed. A few of our breed. But yeah, the um, I don't know. We're, we're of the generation, or at least the generation before, the one that's like super into themselves, I guess. Um, so there's a lot of weird ASMR content and there's like a specific ASMR artiste. <laughs> Um, like she's I'm ballparking here but she's in like middle school maybe elementary school and she makes super popular ASMR videos and they Mac yeah I think it's Mac and she like eats honeycomb and like some weird stuff I've seen one or two because I I saw clips on Twitter and I'm like I gotta know more like I need to know um and like I don't know I'm a little bit I'm a little bit more on the fence where I'm like, I'm kind of into it. Like, <laughs> I'm kind of like, it's just fun to produce it. You know what I mean? Like, hearing yourself on a mic and hearing the feedback is interesting. Oh, yeah. It's gold. I mean, but okay, wait. She did. She's done a couple of like mean uh, steward, air, airline, airline stewardess. And like, she's. She just like roasts someone. That, she's like, "Oh, you, oh, you want diet coke? Well, we only have diet Pepsi, <laughs> or like something wild." Yeah, and like, she'll be like, "Ticket, please." <laughs> Wait, let's. Outfits. It's hilarious. Oh my god, yeah, because she has the videos too. Wait, Molly, let's do some quick like MBTA ASMR. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Um. <laughs> we'll do the commuter rail first. <laughs> well, well, this is the so first the quiet car. That's the quiet car. <laughs> unless, unless you're on the commuter, you're like rush hour, and then you're on the you're on the quiet car, and then hey, what's up? What's up? Yeah, no, I'm good. Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> this is the quiet. <laughs> There's always one like 50 year old man that's very, it's like super bald guy, super upset. Yeah. And then and I run into a high school friend. And then <laughs> here's like classic, you know, full, full tea, full send tea when you. <laughs> When you think you're going to get to your destination on time because you left three hours early, but then uh, the tea breaks down and you're wondering what what's going on. And then suddenly you hear the disembodied voice go, <laughs> and you turn to the person next to you and you're like, what, what did they just say? And they're like, I have no idea. <laughs> you know what? My favorite um, commuter rail ASMR this summer um, during the like fr- like Friday on a Friday when they were doing the summer deals where you could spend ten bucks yeah and you could uh, unlimited commuter rail rides 
I would ride the Providence line. Um, so we'd get a, we get a few Provy guys in there and they'd be like, they'd be wearing probably construction stuff and the conductor would come up to get their tickets and they'd be like, what do you mean? I don't, I don't have money. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> what do you mean I have to pay? It's Friday. Friday's part of the weekend. I bought that round trip ticket for the weekend. And he's like, sir, no, like it's the weekend is Saturday and Sunday. Like, I don't know what your work schedule is like, but <laughs> normally the weekend is two days. And they're like, are you kidding me, dude? Dude, dude, seriously, you're going to give me a hard time. Just like, let it go. Just like, dude, let it go. It was like just when- awful. And they just refused to pay. And they would just stand there for 10 minutes. Just like, dude. You're kidding. <laughs> nothing nothing happens. There's no developments. They're just like, seriously. And the conductor's like, yeah. Like when you're still used to college Thirsty Thursday as the beginning of your weekend. So you're astonished that anything past <laughs> your college graduation date that people refer to Friday as not part of the weekend. <laughs> and these men are like 50 years old. Listen, we all have our struggles. <laughs> But listen, it's Friday at 3.38 p.m. and it's weekend. I am weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I think one of my favorite, you know, classic uh, tea trips is there was this weird, very weird couple once. I've seen a lot. I I spent a lot of time on the tea last year, specifically the red line because she's she's my my trusty steed, my maiden. (laughs) Alewife. Alewife. Oh, I have a fun brewing fact. Okay, go ahead. Just to bring back the brewing. Um, So back in the old days, the first brewers were women. Um, And alewife is a species of fish, but they were called called alewives um, because they would make the ale and that was their domestic responsibility. Oh, Second added fact to that is they would put brooms above above their door to signify that they had um, beer available. So, like, if any people wanted to drop by to get beer, they it was available in the home, and that's how women started being equivocated with witches. Wait, that's so exciting! That's a great fun fact, Molly. Yeah, why didn't we name this been... podcast Alewives? <laughs> like, what a missed opportunity! Because we need the wife part first. Ah, uh, well, well. That's him. <laughs> but like the quick story of that couple is that they they're like the I'm assuming they were a couple just by the way they were acting. I'm making an assumption. We know that making assumptions makes an ass out of you and me, but here we are. And the uh, one of my eighth grade teachers <laughs> said that. The uh woman was like patting this guy and on on the head and he just was like shaking his leg and he's like, More pats, more pats. And I was just like Oh, it was just so cringy. It was so cringy. Uh, I just like mm-hmm. that's here's yeah, the, here's tea on the tea cringe ASMR. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the I don't know how I feel about it. it's like not even PDA. It's like just airing your relationship weirdness in front of uh, others, like your case if I will. Like I. You know, like, why are you patting him on the head? Like, can you just, like, leave that alone and just be normal? Like, I don't know. Normal is also just, like, not a thing that exists. But there's a lot of that at my university. Um, And there's a lot of – like, I was being told, like, yesterday about a breakup that happened in front of one of my roommates. Um, And just, like, 
you know, I just don't want a front row seat to that when I'm trying to study. Yeah. Like I definitely need to like watch you guys, like your relationship completely unfold. Um, I know when you're in those situations, you don't really, you forget where you are um, <laughs> and nothing else matters apparently. But yeah, um, I don't need to like watch your fight in the middle of like a silent floor on the library or something. The silent floor in the library is always a key place for people being weird and like canoodling and stuff. And like honestly, <laughs> canoodling. The closest I have come to um, exercising a my right to commit Canoo- not to canoodle, no, to uh, commit Wait, the silence. No, a citizen's arrest was on a couple <laughs> in the silent part of uh, the Suffolk Library who were just, like, being too weird. I was like, I am trying to study. Like, please stay away. Get Go to a study room. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, keep me out of this. It's also yeah. – it's like we're sharing a table. Too. <laughs> um, yeah, another segue, speaking of weird couples – um, don't know if we care about this that much to talk about it, but let's go. Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson, um, calling off their relationship again. I don't care too much um, about this. I think Pete Davidson is naturally pretty funny, but like doesn't mean you're entitled to a slot on SNL. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I say this with light to like all the comments he's made in the past few months too. Like, yeah, yeah, really. Like, just because oh. you're you're kind of funny and like you're a little bit naturally cool doesn't mean your work ethic and stuff translates to like someone at the level of Seth Meyers um, or Tina Fey mm-hmm. that really like prove that it's a job and they wanted to be there. Um, but yeah, their relationship's interesting. Um, I know that he recently did. I think I this was summarized to me, but I know that he did kind of a skit addressing the issue and like I think yeah. fake, pro- fake proposing to like the host of SNL last yeah week, to Maggie right? Gyllenhaal yes um, and then Ariana Grande tweeted last night yeah she was like oh like you do, you don't like to be relevant or you don't like drama or something but you do this or something she's like and then she just did like same or something like that. And I was like, yes, Ariana. Yeah. No, I'm she's, – she's going through it. Like, so yeah. I just don't understand, like, why he can't really respect that. Someone else tweeted. They were like, you know, ladies, we all have experienced that time when we realized that a guy we thought was really, like, great, like, the whole package, that he ends up just being tall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Been there. <laughs> been there that's terrifying um, is it is wow. tw- is 2019 short king season <laughs> skinny queen skinny legend <laughs> you know what i i have a tweet in my drafts that i probably won't post but i came up with this morning and i'm like my pa- my patience is a skinny legend <laughs> tweet that i'm so i'm like so done um no that's that's fantastic um speaking of fantastic um voting yeah so that's happening soon right yes november 6th which is this coming tuesday um for those of you who haven't registered to vote um i'm sorry (laughs) too late (laughs) too late (laughs) better luck next time but you should 
register to vote. It's a very easy process. You can um, check out the Secretary of State's website um, if you're a Massachusetts listener, which I'm assuming you are because the scope of our audience is about uh, <laughs> the math, like the Massachusetts about State yay one. big. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, really, make sure you register to vote if you haven't. Um, you can't again. You can't vote in this election. <laughs> you, I'm sorry, you have no voice. Um, but those of you that decided to have a voice. Yeah, make sure, make a plan to get to the polls. Um, Make sure you have a plus one. Uh, Voting is now about (laughs) bringing someone. Tricking men (laughs) into voting. No, bring someone with you, you know, reach out to. Bring your own voter. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, We um, plug for the camp that Molly and I are counselors at. Uh, We teach civic engagement and state and local government to teenage girls going into their senior or rising seniors. And uh, we really try to instill in them the importance of getting out the vote and being active participants in society. And we hope that you can do the same. Um, And if you really, honestly, like if you need help, like figuring this out or like need help understanding like candidates, et cetera. Like I'm not, though I have a lot of opinions, I would be more than happy to give you any kind of uh, neutral bipartisan information that's necessary on candidates, yeah. et cetera. And for, if you want to reach out to me, um, do a quick Google search. Yeah. Google's your best friend, but we are too. So yeah, I mean, I'll help you. But, like, just Google it first and see what you come up with, uh, and then I'll talk to you. No, I am more than willing to talk to anyone about it. And then, and then I'll. <laughs> so, if you're a woman, then do a Google search, and if you really need help, contact me. If you're a guy, um, then just call, me. <laughs> and I'll tell you everything you need to know. Uh, Quick, uh, quick plug too. Uh, if you want to reach out to us and you don't have any of our personal social media, cell phone number, whatever is, I don't know why you wouldn't, but uh, we have a podcast Twitter account. It's a mediocre, M E D I O C R E X P O D. And you can see us. And you can just, yeah, sorry, you can just search me- mediocre expectations <laughs> on Twitter. And we're the first yeah, result. Yeah, we got exclusive content on there. <laughs> and also, <laughs> you can reach out to our our Gmail, which is mediocre, and then X, and then pectation, so no double E in the middle there, at gmail.com. Uh, we'd be happy to answer any kind of questions you have about voting, about life, about which Yankee candle smell sound, or sm- sounds the best. <laughs> <laughs> the true ASMR. <laughs> Uh, if you need help picking out Chris's gifts for a loved one, I don't know. That's coming up too. We really will we'll do anything. We're really offering up a lot. <laughs> it's because I'm unemployed. <laughs> uh, that's really how it be sometimes. And on that note, I think that's where we'll call it a day for episode three. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to us and supporting our content. Uh, if you want to Venmo us a couple of dollars just because <laughs> – Yeah, I'm open to it. So, yep, that's it for us. And thanks, guys.